Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's good, Internet? It is June 26, 2017, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio. I didn't like that. That wasn't that wasn't <laughs> we, we give that. I'm just going to do it again. That would have gone really nope. differently nope. if we had a soundboard with nope. like morning zoo sounds. And you are listening to Waypoint Radio. That's better. That was better. Uh, I'm Austin Walker. This is episode 75 of Waypoint Radio, which is wild. It's unbelievable. A year is a long time, folks. Uh, we are not quite at a year of Waypoint Radio yet. We can figure out when that is, though, Patrick. Uh, it's, yeah, well, Vice Gaming's <laughs> new podcast. Uh, let's see. Well, on the, I'll, I'll, as you continue Tim, introducing, I'll, I'll figure out what this is. Oh, it was. It, we started before Tim was here. Now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Tim will know. And then I realized Tim came on after September. You got here in October, so September probably. All right, so we still have some time. We still have some time. Also joining me, obviously, Patrick Klepik. Rob Zachney is here. Uh, Danielle is is uh, taking a day to, to rest and recover. And Danielle, if you're listening, I hope you're listening while resting and also recovering. How's everybody doing? How, how was the weekend? I, yeah, I spent a full week recovering. I'm feeling good. You did. Yeah, you took a whole week off. You're back after a week of of babies. And what else did you do? What are what yeah. other things besides babies? I played did you golf. Do? Oh, of golf. Like, which golf was uh, like the golf real club? Life, real life swinging a swinging a golf club. Is that oh, like Tiger Woods? Yeah. Is yeah. that early early access? That's well, I would say I would say my ability to play is constantly in early access. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's never quite hitting 1.0, uh, but I yeah I yeah I, I real life golf is a lot of fun. It's just, it's it's extremely challenging and frustrating. But uh, deeply satisfying as a mental—it's like a mental and a physical game. Um, it is. It is. I people should not. It is easy to knock golf for the way people dress when they play golf and the kinds of people that play golf. Yeah. Don't knock it. Golf is a really fascinating uh, attempt to try and control like your own mental frustration. Uh, like half of that game is trying to just not get angry at yourself uh, and for not being good at that game. Well, yeah, or just that it's. You're, yes, you're only swinging a club, but like a lot of that is like rote memorization, like guttural instinct on like t- like time, distance, speed, length. Uh, right. Yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's used to drink beer during the day, so you know. Okay, well now we've too. gotten to the heart of the issue, haven't we? <laughs> we finally dug deep enough and found your true motivation. September twenty seventh. September twenty seventh. Episode one. Okay, so that's a while still of of Waypoint Radio or of. Vice Gaming's new podcast. Vice Gaming's new podcast. God, it was it was that long. I was off the airwaves for that. Jeez, 
Damn, I because I started here in on July first of last year. In fact, we're coming up on on that date, which is wild. That'll be over this mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. It's, been a, it's been a year since I've been here. Um, and uh, I've been in LA for exactly one year. You've been in LA for a year, and you're you're moving this this week, Friday. Yeah, uh, which is going to be interesting because nothing is ready. Uh, like, Wait. <laughs> mm, uh oh, what do you yeah. mean when you say nothing is ready? Like, there are no boxes. There's no you don't bubble have wrap. Boxes yet? Uh, I have some of the boxes that some of the stuff I bought like originally came in. So like I'm going to be able to ship my gaming rig uh, back home, which to be clear is like the only thing I really really care about. And then life, for other items, yeah, uh-huh. um, I what, might just what? sort of be letting the uh, the magic of Los Angeles alleys uh, do their work. If you uh, say that out loud, that now people, now the cops know it was you. But <laughs> nothing stays out there long enough for the cops to get, like, in a fuss about. Like, you just put stuff out, and someone immediately shows up and is like, I can repurpose this. This is right. awesome. This uh, is which I think is now. the only reason L.A. works as a city. Okay. just a, It's a big recycling city, is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. How are you getting back? Are you flying? Are you car? Are you driving? What are you doing? I am I am definitely flying. Uh, okay. Last week, I loaded my car onto a trailer, and so it was one of those big like car hauling trailers that you see on the on the highway. And I live in a dense Boston neighborhood. Uh, you know, sort of if you if you picture like you know what does Dorchester look like in your head? That's kind of my neighborhood. I've never been to Dorchester, but the word communicates everything about. Dorchester, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I load this thing onto this truck, and this guy's like, all right, like, is this address, like, going to be okay for my truck? Like, I know Boston. You're not lying to me, right? Like, the truck's going to fit. Rob. And I think it, I think it might fit. Oh, like, Rob. Like, I mean, it could. You it, couldn't it just be like, oh, just could. meet, like. Just meet me here at this other place, and we'll pick it up? I could have done that. Yeah, but I. Yeah. I yeah. But no. I could also. I could also just have my car come to my door, oh. which, I mean, what could be better? No. And look, the, the semi will totally fit. If not a lot of people are parked in the neighborhood that day, I uh-huh. think Golden, like, will be fine. So, like, just if I, like I like this. I, I like the way you're gambling. It's, it's good. It makes me feel good. It's going to be an interesting story no matter what happens. It's either we're all, like, very excited for you that right. things worked out exactly as we're supposed to. Or the alternative right. to that is also extremely interesting. Right. Because here's the thing. You gave this person your home address. So, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. I'm just saying. He's just going to be out there just knocking on your door every day and being like, you fucking ruined my whole day. You got to at least make this good. You got to take me out for breakfast. That's oh, fun detail. Because this is how you know this, this is guy. all on the up and up. Uh, this guy only wants cash. Like... Okay. When when that car shows up in Boston, okay. he just wants a rather significant stack of bills. <laughs> and like, what what denominations? Not... Any any like like a preference? Uh, no, he didn't go. He didn't go into like I want used twenties. No, he didn't. Like we didn't go that far. But sequential. <laughs> uh, but... Weird. You would think non sequential because it'd be harder to track. But he just loves sequential bills. He wants the numbers to he, go he one to be two, organized. three. Yeah, exactly. I want to know which number of bill I'm spending. He, he likes he likes to rig a good game of liars poker. So he's only taking cash. The whole delivery situation might be a little sketchy. He he does not want 
a check at all, and I don't have his last name. So, I, like, this can only go good places. Rob, Rob. On my doorstep in Rob. my Rob. How did you find this person? Uh, through a reputable online broker. What? How did you find the broker? <laughs> uh, through, Broker.com? Through, through Google. Like, like, okay. like, no, this isn't like the shadow broker. Like, I didn't, like, go into, like, <laughs> bars all around Los Angeles and be like, look. <laughs> I've got this car. I need I need to make I need to make this card disappear from Los Angeles and Rob, are you gonna go John Boston. Wick on, on this whole situation if your car disappears? Are you gonna is this gonna be your your uh, catalyst to spring into action and reveal that you are in fact a roaring force of justice? Justice is probably the wrong word for John Wick in retrospect. Well I don't know, that dog deserved better than God. That dog deserved better for sure, but Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of bodies piled up around that dude. No, like, if, look, if the car disappears, I'll be honestly maybe a little relieved because I leased a car to, like, survive and work in Los Angeles, and I'm leaving Los Angeles. So if the car disappears, Wait a as second. long as I can file a claim. It's all coming together. Wait, to me. Oh, yeah. Wait okay, a we, Delete this part. Delete this part. <laughs> this is a lot like how my dad used to leave the keys in his car hoping someone would steal it. <laughs> Did that ever work? No, no one stole the car. They would just like steal the cash he forgot in there. <laughs> what was the what was the car? It was like a t- totally fine like Honda like it was it was just at the end of the road where you could put money in like you could put money into it like one or two more times and get a couple more years out of it, but mm-hmm. you could get more money if it was just straight up stolen. You just go buy a new one. So his God. solution to that was just le- make it easy for them, like just to c- come in and take the car, like I, you know. And it just never, it never, it never quite worked. But it right. was a, I respected the process. God, but this that's... is a man. This is a man who would be on the phone when he got to work, would forget that his car was on, leave the keys in the car, the car running for the all day of work, come back out to that car at the end of work and wonder why the car didn't have any gas in it. Right, right. Maybe because you left it on all day. Dad. You know, at least Actual he never, dad. like, forgot you in the car. So... True. You know, that's, that I mean, that's a plus. That I'm aware of. Rob, have you managed to play any There's that weird games? unexplained phobia of cars. Oh, boy. Wait, what? No. Who? Do you have, a, you have... Okay. Have you? Did you? Besides not packing, while you haven't been packing anything except your car onto a mysterious shadow trailer, have you played any video games? I've been driving tons of cars. Oh Jesus Christ! What for real? Or like, have you also been loading other cars onto trailers? No, like I haven't like moved in. Like, no, this isn't. This isn't like Gone in sixty seconds, where I'm like, oh man, I, I got a taste for like shipping these cars out of Los Angeles. Like, I'm <laughs> not start stealing cars. You yeah. just like shipping cars at this point. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. No, I um. So I started playing Forza Six Apex on okay. PC uh, because, like, last week I watched the twenty four hours of Le Mans, which is a really cool twenty four hour endurance race. Right, and that sort of got me fired up to play some car games. And I decided to finally take a look at you know because I keep forgetting that like Xbox games are on PC now. That yeah, those ecosystems have kind of like moved adjacent to each other, and I hadn't. There's fully, some like, some overlap at this point, yeah, and so which, which definitely makes the the Xbox One X situation maybe a little murkier uh, for me than it otherwise would be. Since had like, you been considering an Xbox One X until you you made this new this new thing? I mean, it's the most powerful console ever. Like, oh my God. who wouldn't consider it? 
Who wouldn't briefly like gaze deeply <laughs> into that, spe- that spec sheet? Who doesn't want to download a 100 gigabyte patch for a video game? <laughs> what? Yeah, so wait, let's talk Forza really quick because that – can you explain what you're talking about, Patrick, for people who, who have not noticed or have not picked up on that? Yeah, that so Forza, Forza 7, which uh, launches prior to the Xbox One X coming out. Um, uh, I, I should definitely like double check this as that it's not just an errant tweet, but there is a tweet that suggested mm-hmm. from he had a blue check mark, so <laughs> you know, uh, uh but it suggested Kermit that, has a blue check mark, dude. Uh, yeah, and you can trust Kermit. What? Yeah. Oh, here we go. There's an, I'm reading this. Wait, one. did you mean um, Jeff Sessions? Is that was that a? <laughs> <laughs> uh, turn ten re- uh, revealed the Forza Seven minimum requirement specs. It's quite a surprise. Blah blah blah. Uh, one of the specs didn't mention is you're going to need a lot of free space in your hard drive, which also applies to Xbox One owners. According to the game's store page, you need 100 gigabytes of free space at launch. Uh, so maybe this is for a title update at launch. Uh, da, 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 da. That's a lot of free space. The the indication was that um, a lot of the 4K assets are going to be part of like something that's happening closer to – even if this is like not 100% true, like there will be 100 gigabytes of free space this game requires at launch, which is going to be uh, – there will be similar sized patches or things that are related to games that are going to have 4K assets – um and a hundred gigabytes is a that's a lot that's a that's lot mo- I think that's that's like most of my uh my SSD. It, it's also going to be most of a data cap, like or at least a substantial amount. Like I, so, I live in New York and I had been on Time Warner and then I got moved to Spectrum. And the, today, people have started talking about how Spectrum has started putting uh, uh data caps on on uh accounts without really any messaging around it like just suddenly you're honest on a uh not a system a um a plan that has a data cap that you didn't even know about and that is terrible that is terrible so i i'm not going to get the cars that look very pretty that's what i've decided i'm going to just is, have okay to also okay here's a, a 1080 from, cars a, a microsoft spokesperson so i guess the the 4k assets are exclusive to the xbox one x version will not be available right. on the pc version my guess is they'll release those later on the pc but it says um with the launch of the Xbox One X, when it comes to game content, our intention is to download the correct assets to the correct console. That means regardless of the TV you're playing on, 4K assets will be downloaded to the Xbox One X if available, and the standard 1080p assets will be downloaded to the Xbox One S. Now that, I, I don't like that, no. because I have a projector who that runs at 1080p, and part of the pitch on the Xbox One X that Phil Spencer gave me personally when I interviewed yep. him for Waypoint he, was that... He looked at you in the eyes He said, looked me in the eyes and said, Patrick, have you heard of downsampling? And then he touched <laughs> me on the knee and it got uncomfortable because I don't know what downsampling... I know what downsampling means. But downsampling essentially means like 4K assets and, and other things, you know, they rendered resolutions down. It makes things look better at 1080p, even yep. if you aren't actually taking advantage of 4K resolutions. But so now this means I'm going to have to... like. I have I have a data cap on Comcast, which yep. I don't know how much it, it is. I'm gonna have to look. It's a lot. I can download a lot more than I can upload. I know that for sure. Uh, but a hundred gigabytes <laughs> from experience like, from, ex- from experience. But a hundred gigabytes is a lot. Like, hmm, what's I'm gonna find my Comcast data cap? Like, I don't want that patch. Like, I don't want. Don't give it to me. Don't download that. I don't. Mm. Yeah, that's yep. Mm-hmm. That's it, it's. It's not a. It's not a good. Would, Rob, you've been playing this game. Do you think that you need cars that look even more beautiful? Not you haven't been playing Forza Seven. You've been playing Forza. Yeah. Uh, 
What's and it called? What's the actual? What's the PC? Forza Six Apex because it's not Apex. actually Forza Six. It's um, and some Forza or Forza. I don't really care which, but uh, yeah. So it's Apex. It's the PC version, and so it's like a stripped down like sampler of uh, Forza. Uh, Forza Horizon Three is like the complete game on PC, but Forza Six is only this uh, sort of like. Partial version, and it was basically just so they could like create something, like r- wrap their head around building PC versions, and so they could start doing it in parity going forward. And so it's free on PC. That was another thing that sort of I was a good way to try out Forza on PC. And look, those cars could probably use some more K's, like definitely. Like, I'll toss some K's on them. Just just throw a little, just throw a few more Ks on it, and then I think it'll be really something special. No, the game is gorgeous. Like, I don't have a 4K display. I'm probably not going to have a 4K display for a while. Um, so, you know, this is, this is kind of an era of, of marginal improvements. But uh, nevertheless, I'm having a lot of fun with, uh, with Apex, and it is kind of nice playing... The PC doesn't have... A wide variety of like um, Forza or Gran Turismo equivalents. Like consoles are always the place to get these like massive car survey games, and it, it is kind of cool to just sort of be able to. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Fire one up on on PC and just kick back and not have to fuss with the entire... um, like sim racing setup that has typically defined my PC racing experience. One terabyte. That is that is how much I get per month. Sorry, I've been distracted too, trying to figure out if I can turn rich boys throw some D's into throw some K's. But just bought a Cadillac. Just does not rhyme at all with just, just bought, bought an a kilobyte. Xbox. Just bought an Xbox One X. Does not. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Uh that's that's ten percent of my my data cap to download a four Forza Seven asset patch, and that's Not one good. game. One like, game in the world in which, for whatever reason, the Xbox One X or in general 4K gaming blows up across multiple platforms, even on PC. If the assets are going to be that big, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, I, I, I imagine car games are hyper specific in that. Yeah, that's true. That that I I have to imagine 4K assets for like let's say Gears of War four, which you you and I both saw Austin. And if if someone Man. hadn't told us it was in 4K, yeah, I, it's hard. To, you know, I there's probably someone that looked at that and and went, oh, that I can tell that looks better. You and I, I mean, granted that game was yeah. not built for 4K, whereas Forza Seven is you know built for 4K, and I think. Stuff that imitates real life probably benefits like faster. I mean, this is me kind of just you know spitballing, but I guess like to the naked eye uh, benefits from it more. And I'm sure if I saw Gears of War in 1080p and Gears of War in 4K side by side, I would almost assuredly say, yeah, of course, it looks of better. Course. But d- just shown th- the way it was, uh, it didn't it didn't do a whole lot for, or at least didn't convey to me like 
I need to get me a 4K display. I mostly thought, Austin, you need to buy some real speakers because it sounds like you those have speakers. Real ones at home. Those speakers that they were showing so that good. game with were so good. I yeah. don't. I just have a TV. I don't even have a sound bar. You need I gotta a sound get, bar. You I'm going to get a sound yeah. bar. Uh, the thing is, like, I, I play so few things. I sit so close to a TV. Like, it's – it's. but I should get a sound it, bar. It, I know. Awesome. A sound bar is still will make – like, Rob is talking about incremental improvements in technology that we're all struggling with. A sound bar is like a – even – for what you're doing is like a notable like your right. experience is tangibly better. So, tell, tell, someone tell me which sound bar to get. And then Sony, Sony, they're all pretty good. The Sony sound bars are great. Okay, I'll look into Wait, the Sony I've got sound a cheap bar. Five point one system though, like like a, a cheap uh, that it, dude. I don't. Really I live good. in I live in New York City. There's just not New I York just don't City. Have, yeah, I I live in New Donk City. Uh, I, there's just not a space for it. I don't like. I play games in my in my bedroom. I don't play them in the living room. Like I'm not. That's not the life I'm living. Maybe one day that will be the life I'm living. And at that time, I will consider a cheap 5.1 system. But until then, a sound bar will have to do. Um, which is a shame because I play games with good sound. Like I play games a lot that have dope sounds. And the two of them I played this weekend were both had mechs in them. One okay. of them was Cryptarch, uh, and one of them was Brigador, which got a new release on Steam, like a, like an updated release on Steam right before E3, I want to say. Um, and they both have mechs, and I like those games. Those are both really good games. Um, I guess like the, the quick pitch, are, are either of you familiar with Brigador already? Yeah. So the best one is the soundtrack in Brigador is just like incredible. Like That's mostly Patrick, what I'm familiar with it from. I mean, so it has this like very like dark synthy '80s throwback John Carpenter esque soundtrack, mm. um, and like you should play it just for the soundtrack. Mm. It, it is uh, it's like a Desert Strike style like uh, like vehicle combat game, like isometric perspective, weapon ranges, and like like I'm looking at cool. it. Cool, it, it ha- it's very good. This is and a, this is a pretty ass game. Oh, it's gorgeous. The lighting on it's really good, and I've I liked it when it first hit early access last year, or maybe it was a year and a half ago now. Um, but it was a, it had like a really hard uh, climb to get into the game, like a really steep cliff for learning all of the systems and stuff. And they they added a whole bunch of new campaign stuff that just makes it way easier to get your head around what the game is and like how the weapons work and how the special abilities work. Um, it's like very – it's weird because it's like arcadey in the sense that you go into a level and like fight stuff and then you're out of the level. But it's also really like a hard fucking game. Um, but it's really cool. So if you haven't looked at Brigador in a while, definitely check out Brigador. And the other one is another game that I looked at in early access last year and that's called Cryptark. Uh, uh, C-R-Y-P-T-A-R-K, one word. Um, and that game also has really good sounds. And like – Mostly the, the best sounds in that game are two things. One, the voice acting. Um, so you, you play as a ship captain who is um, – I guess maybe you're not the captain. You're just kind of the mech pilot. Uh, but, but you're kind of like a crew that goes to these like derelict space vessels that you need to go in, get rid of the automated defense systems, and then loot them. Um, and the voice acting for all of like the alien crew on your ship, who is like the engineer who builds your, your mech and the ship captain is all like, so like everyday Joe. It's so fucking good. It's so just like space trucker. It's like that vibe. Um, and it's, uh, the action is just really good. Like for people who, who kind of liked Galaxy, but wanted it to be a little, just a little bit slower and more tactical. Um, yes, I think this me. is definitely, uh, what you should check out. Uh, it's a, another roguelite um actually it has a campaign mode that i think 
might be less roguelite than what you would traditionally think of. You kind of like make money from doing these these kind of dives into these ships and then if you die you don't lose you don't like have to start over you just go back to before that mission and you lose the money of whatever you took into that next like big derelict vessel so it's like okay i've outfitted myself with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment if i lose this mech i lose one hundred fifty thousand dollars but i'm not dead um i think maybe you lose if you lose all of your money but you know it's it's really a cool game that i have enjoyed a lot and and want to try to at least get like a couple of wins in so to speak you can kind of there is like a like a six um like ship run but it does it just does so many cool things like each of the derelicts has a bunch of different interconnected systems so the whole thing is like okay you have to go in and blow up the core of the of the vessel or like the mind of the vessel but it's protected by a shield so you have to take the shield out first but maybe the shield has an alarm on it so if you start attacking the shield an alarm will sound calling a bunch of enemies in so maybe you want to go take the alarm out first, or maybe you just say, fuck it, I'll take the shield out, and then it's like, kind of stealth duck away as soon as the enemies show up. Like, it, there's, it feels really good to move around, it's a kind of a, a 2D side-scrolly floaty thing, again, Galaxy is the closest uh, thing that I've played recently that kind of feels similar. Um, it, it's a little less anime, a little more, like, American cartoon-styled, you know, like a little more like, if there had been American anime in the 80s, this is what it would look like. Um, it kind of almost has like a like a Titan AE vibe, but like dark Titan AE, mm. um, <laughs> grim dark Titan AE, grim dark Titan AE, Titan AE. It's good. It was cool. So those are the things I've been I've been playing on. I, little, I think it's bit. interesting uh, how you talk about uh, Brigador, sort of because it looks like they put out sort of an updated version, of yes, up yes, yes, edition, yes. which has the sort of this not rethinking, but trying to find find a way to get more players into the to the skill arc because. Um, yeah. There's a game I bounced off earlier this year called Tumbleseed, um, which yes. uh, was a roguelike um, in which uh, you're trying to get this seed up a mountain. And the game has a you know a, a deeply uh, influenced by um, games like Spelunky, but uh, whereas Spelunky drops you into a world where you're already familiar with the sort of mechanical trappings of how to interact with the environment. It's a platformer, and you're learning what's different about this platformer, but like, if you played an action platformer before, you ha- generally know what you're doing. Um, and also, to- you know spikes are bad. You know yeah. arrows are bad. Like, you just, you, there are there are some, I mean, so there was this moment in, not to steal this for a second, but during the um, presentation that I went to go see Mario Odyssey in, one of the designers talked about how one of the things that makes this game accessible is that they make scary things look scary and they make good things look good. They put right. spikes on things that are dangerous. They make things you want glowy and sparkly. Like That is like a key design tenant, um, and Spelunky has that. Dangerous things generally look super dangerous. Uh, and from watching you play Tumbleseed, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at half the time because it's, I've just never played a, a game like it before. It's, it's, it's a gorgeous-looking yeah, gorgeous game um, that ha- the follows an aesthetic that uh, one of the designers, Greg Wolwind, who worked on games like Threes, um, you know, it follows in uh, sort of that pattern. But, like, fundamentally, you start with a difficult control scheme where you're trying to roll this, uh, this ball, and uh, you, it takes hours, and I didn't invest those hours, but I would presume it takes hours to, like, just begin to really wrap your head around the control scheme, and that's without 
actually fundamentally then graduating to understanding other parts of the game, which the, the you know, part of what you playing a, a roguelike, uh, or even a roguelite is often like the mystery and unraveling like how the systems interact and what powers are the ones you should be going after. Um, and anyway, so a, a lot of people who like those types of games, including myself, bounced off that game incredibly uh, quickly. Um, and I haven't dug into their big, like, uh, update they did, but they did, like, a fundamental rethinking of how that game is balanced and uh, mm-hmm. introduces the player. Um, it originally had, like, four areas. Now it has eight, I think, because what they're trying to do is create sort of a, a more interesting skill um, arc interesting. for it. But it, um, I, I definitely recommend folks go and just Google, uh, like, a Tumble Seed postmortem. I believe it's up on Gamma Sutra in, in addition to Greg Wolwin's uh, personal blog. But, um, like, they're explanation for how they approach that is is hopefully something I can write a story about um, uh, sometime in the near future because uh, lots of games, you know, people bounce off it and developers kind of just move on to the next thing. And this was like this really interesting, the way they explain it, trying to find a way to not lose the thing that they fell in love with when they made the game, but trying to reconcile that with the fact that there were so many people they thought should have loved the game but didn't couldn't get into the game and like how do you find a way to reconcile those two without breaking the thing you built in the first place is like a really fascinating uh problem totally um that is a really interesting problem i'm it, it's such a difficult thing because and i i try to ask this to developers pretty often is like i mean i asked it to david cage i did an interview with david cage last last week or at e3 that went up last week um which is he says he wants to make a game that isn't binary, right? That doesn't have binary good and evil choices or whatever. Um, but – and who knows if he will. Like let me just say straight up, I did not get that impression actually from Detroit Become Human, which had a pacifist to – and violent like meter on screen, um, which not great. And it was only for that scene he says, the but in general. Of binary, right? Yeah, it basically. It's a spectrum, but a spectrum only has two points. Anyway, um, and also I think you could only – it doesn't matter. The point is one of the things I asked him, what I, I think I like to ask developers a lot when they when they do attempt to do something new is how do you do this in a way that, that doesn't um, upset players who have certain expectations? Like – you know how do you how do you make a game in which good and evil are not binary, but also in which good and evil or good and bad are not um, are, are are where players don't feel lied to or misled in what they're doing, right? Where there are certain expectations based on a history of games, a history of media that says this is what a good action looks like, or in in a you know in a platformer this is what a good power up looks like versus this is what a bad power up looks like. like right. Part of the reason that the poison mushroom in the the action the Japanese Mario 2 is so devious is that like it doesn't look that bad like it doesn't look that bad compared to what like a regular mushroom looks like it doesn't have a skull and a crossbone on it it just looks like a purple mushroom and then you get it and it's terrible and like that is like a a design problem in some senses right like that the poison mushroom if I if I'm remembering right like just looks a little bit worse now than what it did in the original Mario 2 and that's like uh, that was a choice, you know, in, in, in a, I just typed poison mushroom into Google as if what the top answer would be would be Mario. I forgot for a moment <laughs> that there are real poison it's mushrooms. Vi- it's right. video, video games.google.com. It will limit your search results to yes. video games. Thank you. Thank you for that. Right. Like, so like the, the difference between that original one and the one that is in, like the original one is just like a little bit beat up. It kind of has like a bruise on its face and it's like, it's like, 
a slightly darker brown with black spots instead of the red and and like kind of orange one. But eventually, like that poison mushroom just straight up got like a skull on it at some point, you know, and that's. That's like an interesting thing, seeing developers needing to balance the, the like, we want to do new stuff with, but also we need to communicate something to our player and have an on-ramp and make sure that, that like, by the time they're doing, needing to, to understand more complex stuff, that they have the, the basics down. I love seeing developers get their their kind of heads around that well, stuff. Well, and also in games that are, uh, maybe Twitch is the wrong word, but, like, require incredibly fast reactions yeah. and decision-making by the player – like aesthetic is crucial to allowing players to make guttural responses that are based mm-hmm. on their history and understanding of something. So like, you know, when you play a game like a Spelunky or, or a Tumble Seed or any game that like you're meant to die fast and often, like the game needs to allow you the opportunity to react in a way that you don't even make a mental decision. Like you, you make a guttural decision that is based on like the visual feedback, but that visual feedback needs to be communicated mm-hmm. clearly so that you can make that sort of decision on a, a you know, really quickly. Yeah, totally. All right, I think unfortunately that's going to have to do it for us this week. We uh, have a have a very tight day today. We have all sorts of meetings and, and other stuff, but we will be back on Friday for episode seventy six of Waypoint Radio. We'll also be back on Wednesday for the next episode of Waypoint one hundred and one. We'll be wrapping up binary domain. If you still have questions about binary domain, oh, and let me tell you, after I've that got ending, questions. <laughs> can I get like a preview, a non spoiler preview, Rob? Rob, Rob. how are you, are you still, feeling? Are you still? Let me ask you this. Are you still angry at us? There was a moment where I was not angry at you. Where I was like, oh, this is starting to make sense. This is going some good places. And then I was like, oh, I guess it's not really going good places. That This is it now. This is just the place the game exists in. And this is a it. A good place. Mm, okay, yep. uh-huh. sure. This yeah. is We're good-ish. in this place now. It's, uh, it's, it's, that game wraps up. Here's what I'll say. is If you're not going to play that game, you should still listen to this episode of Waypoint 101 because there's some cool stuff there that I think will lead to some really great conversation. So listen to that. We'll record that on Wednesday. I'm not sure when that'll go up, but but hopefully hopefully sooner than later. Um, if, we have, if we have the ability to, we'll set up a stream for it too, but, but we'll see. Um... Other than that, same old stuff here. Look for some Breakfast and Battlegrounds over on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Waypoint. You can find archives of that at youtube.com slash Waypoint Vice. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice and at twitter.com slash Waypoint. Shoutouts to Tim, our producer, who you can find on Twitter at twitter.com slash TimBarnes451. You can find me at Austin underscore Walker. Patrick, how about you? Find me at Patrick Kluppick. And Rob? At Rob Zachney. And you can find info on Bowen, the musician who lets us use his amazing track, Miss You Off the EP Pale Machine, at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.